the revamped podcast hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. What's up, guys? It's episode one here at Revamped Podcast. I'm mm. your host, Lindsay Hepner, and yeah. I'm sitting next to my... Take your time. Yeah, let's take our time with this. Producer, Chris. Hey, everybody. Chris Taylor, who's yeah. going to... Behind what the are scenes. you going to do? Yeah, we're well, behind the scenes. You know, We've got the team here at, at Avani, and um, we're helping you build the, the most amazing podcast in the world. And... Um, you know, the rest of the guys are all behind the camera there. We'll just be kind of ad-libbing and making sure that everything's going right and we're having the best possible conversations. And and I'm going to make sure that everyone is aware of them because they mess up a lot. Well, So we're definitely... Lindsay runs a tight ship. I run a very tight yeah, ship. Yeah, she keeps yeah. us on our toes. And so, you know, what an amazing first episode this was. Gabby Epstein uh, joins us today and hilarious conversation, but also a ton of takeaways. Yes. And really excited to get into that. But first, take us through a peace of mind. So guys, every single week we are going to be doing a peace of my mind, which is a little bit of a takeaway for you guys to really digest something that can stick for the whole week. And I really want you to go out there and be your best entrepreneur. I guess during this time, I think a lot of people out there, you know, probably have had to really sit down with themselves and understand that maybe the road that they were taking for a long time is changing and I know how scary that is where you think you know you're you're doing this job for this many years mm -hmm. it's stable right. and now we're going through this time of a pandemic where you know there might be different opportunities to take and I feel like this is a great time to actually enjoy those opportunities and not be scared to take them because Honestly, it might be something you would enjoy more so than the job that you were taking. And, mm. and 75 percent of the people really don't like their job. So <laughs> tell me uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> were you and me? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. But um, but yeah, 75 percent people usually don't like their job. And a lot of people are so afraid to actually pursue maybe a hobby and I'm so excited to have, you know, Gabby as our first guest because she has proven that metric works, that even though you're going down a path that you think is very secure, you might actually have a better path going down doing something you love. I think that's really well said. Thank you. Let's get into it. Thank you. What up, Gabby? How are you today? I'm good, Linz. How are you? Good. I'm even better now that you're here Obviously. with me on this podcast. Um, so I think that a lot of people either know about us as friends or they don't. But for the people that don't know that we're really close, how did we meet? Uh, I think it was six, seven years ago, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and we met on a trip to Thailand. Which... Did you like that trip or? No, I hated it. No, I loved what? it. I, I was like, I so when you're like, going to tell me you hated it? No, it was such a great trip. Um, I think it was my first time to Thailand as well. So I was so excited to go. Um, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know anybody. Um, but everyone on the trip was super welcoming and super friendly. Except Lindsay Hepner. 
<laughs> no, I, well, I look at it differently. If I look back at it, I feel like it was really exciting to have you on the trip, but I think also too, just first impression of you, I felt like you were really shy and you were like kind of to yourself. Oh yeah. Cause I rocked yeah. up and there was like 14 people there. That's true. And there was I a didn't lot know of people. anyone. Yeah. It was, so. it was a big crew. And also too, I feel like that was like such a, a time where a lot of that stuff wasn't really happening, you know, like the tours and stuff, like it wasn't really a heavy involvement of things happening like that. So that was like a new kind of thing that was going on. Yeah. I think that was, that was my first influencer trip. Like I'd yeah. done other trips for modeling and other trips, trips for work, but this was my first trip with like a bunch of influencers organized yeah. and everything paid for and shooting for the villa and shooting for different brands there. Yeah. So I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that was the first one of many trips. I know. We, we've been, oh my gosh, we've been everywhere together. Um, I, my favorite, one of my favorite ones was Japan. We were so ridiculous. <laughs> I think we were, I had to like, since I know you, I had to do so much thorough research about Japan. So we didn't like disrespect them in any way. To be honest. Okay, that sounds very harsh. Well, um, no, just in the sense of, like, we do, like, in content-wise, I guess. Like, we were... Yeah, I think I it mean, was, like... I don't know. I like, I know you loved it, too, but it was such a great vibe. It was, like, especially in different parts, in, like, Shinjuku and, like, the Harajuku girls. Yeah. I love the way we dress, and I feel like we kind of tailored our content to, like, fit... Like that city and that For culture sure. as well. Yeah, and and I think I think also too because I used to I used to date someone that was Japanese, so I knew that the culture was super different than America. So what here is disrespectful is different there. So I think a lot of misconception of what we think is disrespectful is not for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like vice versa. So that's why I was like trying to do my thorough research for us. So we were like in the clear for everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the funniest moment that we had was when we shot early, early on in the morning. Um, in what, What's that? We have to go Main there. square. We have to go there. <laughs> That main square. <laughs> Why? Continue. Okay. <laughs> I had to legit, well, me and Gabby had to disguise that we had full clothes on. And then out of nowhere, Gabby just got into lingerie and we had to shoot in the middle of the biggest area. Like the busiest intersection in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. Just casually. <laughs> just casually. This is a perfect time to put that photo up. It was actually a really good photo. It did really well. Yeah, uh, there was yeah. like I think there was like a lot of yeah misconce like misconceptions about the culture, but yeah. we definitely like did our research and everything beforehand. Um, and honestly, it was nothing compared to what else we saw in Japan. Totally. I mean, that was yeah. tame. That was like I was like PG thirteen. Yes, so. I agree. I agree. Um, also, too, I I think a, a great moment that we've had together was when we went to the Philippines and we got to swim with whale sharks which I think like is my all time like epic moment of that. Mm -hmm. And then even doing the, um, what do we do? Like diving like all the way down with mm -hmm. the, Oh yeah, that was sick. Yeah. Which I was really, really scared I, about. I don't know if you were scared, trip. but yeah, it was great. That was amazing. Yeah. That was like, we're there for a long time too. I think we we're there for like almost two weeks. Yeah. It was a really long time. Um, but yeah, that, those experiences were just so surreal and there's like nowhere else in the world you could even do that. So. And, and I'm like so happy we actually filmed all of that stuff because mm -hmm. when I look back 
at just watching it, it's like such a, it, it, it does feel surreal when I, when I watch it and all of us are together mm-hmm. and we're enjoying like life and everything. I, I really, I miss that. Like right now, of course I miss that because we're inside a lot, but yeah, like you can't, I don't know. It's just so great that we have those memories together. Yeah, no, I always feel like I take a lot of content on trips, but then we do, we have gone on so many trips, I forget about cool moments like that. So yeah. I look back and we have like these photos, these videos. I'm like, oh, wow, we actually did do that. That was epic. So no, for sure. I think we've, like, I, I think we've been to at least, I, I, I think I counted like a while back, maybe 15 countries together. Yeah, probably. Yeah, something crazy like that. And um, you really get to know people when you're traveling because you kind of see all the, they can't really hide. You can't really hide everything yeah. that you do. So yeah. you and I in a small hotel room in yeah. Japan and yeah. by small, I mean like shoebox size. Yes. And by the way, Gabby is the type of person that, I mean, she'll put in one drawer her wig and her toothbrush and close the drawer. <laughs> and then in another drawer, it will be like, such a mess so it's like I've had to learn to accept that there's going to probably be a tanning oil all over the the counter and her toothbrush randomly in a different drawer Uh, I am who I am and that's all I'm (laughs) gonna say that's all I'm gonna say on that matter (laughs) um and okay so one of the things that I did notice when we were in Philippines which was actually something you never really touched on for and but that was kind of early on in our relationship of being friends is you're a amazing swimmer like an amazing swimmer and I've noticed that ever since but I mean didn't you you did swimming in school uh, yeah, I used to be like a state and national swimmer, um, and I used to swim for like at like youth youth events like for Australia and like like national champion and things like that. My mom and my uncle were like national swimmers. Um, my granddad like used to coach Olympians, um, so it's definitely something something that like runs in my family. Yeah, yeah, because so. you could just tell. Because I was like, you would go and dive with them, and I'd be like trying to just. <laughs> Yeah. Make sure I wouldn't die like in the water. And I can I can like be in the water, but there's just a different level when you actually train to be a swimmer and be in the water. Yeah, so. well that was like always my dream. I never thought I would be doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um I want to be an Olympic swimmer. Um that's been my dream since I was I think I was six years old and I watched the Sydney Olympics. Um but I end up tearing my rotator cuff on my right shoulder when I was seventeen in my senior year of high school. Um, and it was either have surgery or quit pretty much. Oh, wow. um, and school was something that was always really important to me as well. And the tricky thing about shoulders is that I know a lot of people who have had the surgery and they never recover the same. They never fully recover. And I was kind of at the age where like my body was still developing and yeah. surgery was going to be a short term fix. And yeah. that was never really going to be the same as it was before. So I knew that long term it wasn't a feasible career option for me. Um, and I was super bummed at the time, but like now I'm so happy where like life has taken me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it it is, and that's what I want to touch on too, is like your journey to where you are now. I know that we had talked just actually briefly about certain things. I'm, I'm secretly learning more about my best friend just on this podcast, but you also, um, majored in biochemistry, right? Uh, yeah. So my (laughs) second, so people, she's really fucking smart just to let you know uh so my second career option because this was nowhere near the top at all <laughs> um I want to be a neurologist 
um, and I got a scholarship to Bond University in Australia to study biomedical science, majoring in neurology. Um, and then that was kind of at the time when Instagram started and I was like modeling on the side, really just to like help pay for like university life pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I think I was just at the right place and right time and like modeling trips started, started happening and I started like traveling overseas and it kind of got to the point where I, this could, could potentially be like a full-time career for me. Um, and I love studying. I, I love my degree. Like I love learning, but it's a full-time job and I couldn't do it by a distance education. And I had to be in a lab pretty much like five days a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like 14 hours a day, either at uni or studying. So it was like a pretty full on course. Um, and there was no really room to do both. So I kind of had to choose. Um, and that's something I can always go back to, but this, this is something that was only going to have a very short lifespan is what I thought five years ago. I mm-hmm. thought I'll do it for a couple of years and go back. And I never thought I'd be where I am now where it's like five, six years down the track and I'm still doing it and yeah. still loving it. Yeah. And, and, and that probably was a really hard decision just because the fact that one, you were fully focused on swimming mm-hmm. and that didn't work out. And then you were fully f- focused on, you know, this position in your life mm-hmm. and having to give that dream up also and then you know taking risk on something that you know what a lot of people would perceive as just fun times you know and not like you know what I mean yeah I never really looked at it that way I kind of looked at it like a gap year I was like I'll just like travel for a year like I finished high school like went straight into my degree um that was pretty full-on um and I was like I'll just like travel have some fun like make a bit of money do it for a year. It'll be over in a year. Like the Instagram, like hype will die down. This isn't like a long-term thing. Yeah. And then that year turned to two years, <laughs> three years. You're like, wait years. a minute. I'm actually like, being- oh, could this, could this be a long-term thing? Um, but yeah, that's why I never, I honestly never really thought of it as a long-term plan or yeah. as a full-time career. Got so it. I think it was good. Like looking back, I also never put that pressure on myself to make this as a career. Yeah. Um, like I love traveling, but like fashion and beauty stuff and I never really had a passion for. So I kind of just took everything as it came and tried to say yes to every opportunity that presented itself. Um, and yeah, I just tried to make the most of it because I never really knew how long it was going to be around for. Yeah, because, you know, this influencer game hasn't been around for that long, if you mm-hmm. think about it in the grand scheme of things. And, and thinking back about, you know, even at the time that when I was modeling – you know, you'd have to beg to have an agency really want to bring you in Mm -hmm. under their wing and, you know, invest so much time with you and like, you know, basically baby you until you develop. But at this level, what's going on right now is you guys kind of have um, the upper hand when it comes to the industry, just because of the fact that, you know, agents are now seeking you guys out because you can... uh, Obviously, you know, brands can DM you and reach out to you and you don't really need them Mm -hmm. as much as before where like you needed the agent. So how is how has that developed over time? I mean, I'm sure that you did have an agent back then Mm -hmm. and then obviously now going on to the influencer world. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I when I first met you, you had a manager um, who was like kind of your day to day Mm -hmm. momager, I guess. And you know, but that was also too probably a position that you were seeking out for someone to be there and mm-hmm. they were going to support you, but it's not like you really needed them, but yeah. it was like almost assisting and helping. 
Yeah, well, I just think it was, it's kind of funny that looking back, I remember I had an agency here in LA and in Australia and they both told me that to be a professional model, I should get rid of Instagram because it was like cheapening my look and brands didn't want Instagram models mm-hmm. and to not fall into that category. Um, and they pushed really hard for all the girls to delete their Instagrams, not post on Instagram. Um, but that was kind of the time where brands were reaching out to me directly instead of going through like all the mess with the agency, trying to book girls. Um, and I don't know what it was. I was just like, I am starting to make money outside of you guys. Like yeah. they're paying me better. They're, I'm getting more opportunities. Like I'm going to run with this and see where it takes me. Uh, it's just funny looking back now because now that's such an uh, such an important part. Like even oh, going to an agency now, they yeah. check how many followers you have, which is it, crazy. Yeah. Whereas like five years ago, they were trying to deter all the models away from that. For so sure. It's just been a huge shift. I think they were, you know, when we started and when we were, you know, working with a lot of influencers like yourself, I, start, I noticed that. I noticed that um, agents were so... Like, no, those aren't real models, those aren't real people, Mm -hmm. those aren't real, like, you know, influential, whatever. And now, you would never see an agency without that. That was, that's actually their main roster, Mm -hmm. is influencers, they have to have a following, and it's so crucial for brands, because they see now, it's not only a face that you're, you're helping them out with, it's also the audience that you guys have. And, you know, back then commercials would maybe see maybe 2 million views or whatever mm-hmm. you already have more than that you know just as one human so the the value of you guys as the career has or as the platform has progressed is mm-hmm. so influential and and so important and the biggest platform right now to actually get your voice heard and get your brand heard so yeah well i think like the time of like just like coat hanger models and like people don't really want to buy just random stuff from like a face they don't know or don't relate to or they don't yeah. like and like I think brands like finally a few years ago like realized the importance like people will buy from people they trust people they like people who they feel like they're friends with yeah people who they feel like they relate to um and it's not just about being a skinny pretty model um that yeah like people want people want to trust someone to buy something from them so exactly yeah and what, what is, I mean, obviously at some level, I know the pressures of Instagram, but you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, there's, there's people that can handle Instagram and they can't handle Instagram. And I feel like yeah. one of you are one of the very few people that I know that are always true to yourself, you know, but there is always trolls. There is always people that can tear you down. And I'd like to highlight, and I, and I want you to talk about it too, but I'd like to highlight that regardless of how, how many followers you have and how little followers you have, or if you're watching, you're watching Gabby and seeing her as a muse, she's still a human. And whatever you say yeah. can still penetrate people and make them feel a certain way. And it doesn't matter how many followers you have. You're still human at the end of the day so yeah like I I think I'm lucky for two reasons it's like like in the modeling world it's a lot more cutthroat like I think I developed a really thick skin even with swimming like I had like a very honest like abusive swimming coach when I was younger who isn't allowed to coach anymore in Australia he's banned because the way he used to talk to kids so I grew up with like 
someone who was like verbally abusive um it made me work harder um and i developed a really thick skin and then i moved into modeling where you have to have an even thicker skin just to survive pretty yeah. much um and i also have a really strong and it sounds cliche but i do have a very strong great families behind me um who have always taught me to place my value on something outside of the way I look Mm -hmm. because really that's the only thing like from a photo or even a video online that's the only thing they can really judge you off like the way that you look yep um and I was always taught from like a really young age like your value isn't in that your value is much deeper than that and completely different it's like in your intelligence and like your kindness to others um like who you are as a person fundamentally your character your character your morals your values that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day um so I think I was really fortunate to grow up with a family like that um, I know some people aren't as lucky. Uh, it doesn't really bother me as much these days when I get comments. I kind of brushed off. But what I, what bothers me more is like how my sisters would take it. Yeah. Like they, like how they feel about yeah, it. Like yeah. Like they don't have Instagram, but everyone's a troll on Instagram. Doesn't matter how many followers you have. So I, it saddens me when I think of like someone like them or like even younger girls, like reading some of them, if they got some of the messages that I get sent, like that oh, really yeah. bothers me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think people really understand the level that that someone can take it. Um, especially, you know, you see someone that looks confident, but in behind the scenes you could be very insecure. And, and it only takes one person's impression or statement or whatever to, you know, I, I mean, take someone's life, you know, and you don't even know the, val- the value that you have that you put in those words to say some, something to someone. And, and it's so easy to, um, you know, this day and age, say whatever you want and not have yeah. any uh, repercussions for it, you know? Oh, I'm so grateful that I grew up before the time of social media. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be a teenager right now and having a device at your hand where someone could send you me messages 24 yeah. hours a day. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I got, I didn't get Instagram until I was, I think, 18. Uh, I didn't get Facebook until I was 17. I didn't, I didn't get a phone until I was like 16, 17. Um, and obviously it's a lot different now with parents and kids and they feel that they, their kids need to have a phone earlier for safety, but I'm so grateful that I had a childhood and that wasn't a worry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think that like things that people say online, they would never say to anyone's face. No, they would never, they would never. And, and you know, when I think back about even high school, how many people would bully each other Yeah. and then now they have a platform. That's nothing though. Yeah. And now they have a platform to bully you all day long and be that person. And, um, yeah, it's, it, you do have to have tough skin in this industry and just be who you are. And, and you do such a great job about that. And, and just, you know, you have to know who you are at the end of the day. And that's all. And, and whoever's saying whatever, they, it's their peace of mind. But you just have to remember that you also can affect someone that does care and, sit, like, listen to every word you say to them. And it hurts them because we're, we're all human. And, um, and yeah, I, I commend you for so many things because... <laughs> We, we always talk about this, like, when we're on trips and stuff, and everyone's, you know, if someone gets mad, it's like, oh, you know, like, you just kind of have to brush it off. Yeah, I think we just, like, also live in a society where we do place so much value on superficial things, mm-hmm. um, and we forget, like, that's not who we are. Like, this is, like, a fake world that exists in my phone. Yeah. Like, and if yeah. I don't pick it up, it doesn't exist to me. Yeah. So I, I think people place, place way too much importance on, like, 
who they try to be online and not enough on like who they actually are Mm -hmm. in real life. And um, I mean, with that, you know, obviously social media has like this structured out visual of being perfect. Mm -hmm. And what is, what is your take on that? Because, you know, obviously even filters, like filters now are being even more involved in our daily lives to where like, I even like look at it sometimes. I'm like, am I not that pretty anymore? Like, does a filter have to be used? Yeah. You know, for your face to actually look normal, you know, it's, yeah. it's getting to a point where it's kind of scary that like you can't accept your own visual of yourself anymore. You have to put something over it. Yeah. Like I think like, I'm guilty of it. Like I think we're all kind of guilty of it. Um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like I am usually filming and shooting every day. So sometimes it's really nice not to have to do my, like spend <laughs> half an hour doing my makeup in the morning and putting a filter on yeah. and like doing a brand deal or something. So it does, I don't hate them because it does like honestly save me a lot of time sometimes <laughs> when, when, when it's like your full time yeah. job. Yeah, like I'm for sure. doing stories yeah. for brands, I'm doing photos for brands, like doing posts. Um, if I, if my makeup had to be perfect 24 hours a day, I would spend a lot more time than I'd feel comfortable with, like just yeah. trying to get the perfect shot. So yeah. Um, I think as long as you have like a good balance, I think like we definitely, me too, like rely too much on them. Um, but I, I think they're fine as long as like you have a good balance and like you're kind of in touch with reality as well. And like you don't, you need to like understand that not everyone looks like that all the time. Yeah. Um, and Instagram itself and social media is complete like a highlight reel of somebody's life. For sure. I think it's just like being more in touch with reality rather than like perception of instagram yeah um and i think that that's something like people have to work on for themselves because that's a very like slippery slippery hole people can go down yeah and and that also like you know because we live in hollywood and Mm -hmm. we live in this glamorous town and everyone has to be on their best foot of like beauty and everything i mean how for people who are not in Hollywood, I mean, I feel like there's like this perception of, okay, I have to look like that filter now because this is how these people look, you know? Yeah. Which I think is kind of like what leads into, you know, youth being more involved in surgery or Botox or whatever, just trying to perfect themselves to be, you know, I mean, to, to honestly look like you, you know what I'm saying? Like to be beautiful and, and be, you know, I like, they look up to you. So they, that's, that's their perception of, of beauty. Yeah. It's hard. Cause I feel like like me and like everyone really like needs to take more responsibility. Cause that's something I don't think about enough. Um, like I, I try and be myself as much as possible on Instagram, but then to me, it's like also a business. Yeah. It's also like I'm yeah. doing like the work I have to do. I'm doing my brand deals. And then I put my phone down and I go and spend time with like my friends, like my partner, like everyone else around me who's like real in real life. Mm-hmm. And I don't like take into account like that even though I didn't ask for it, I am a role model to some yep. people. Yep. And I think like whether you like it or not, if this is your profession, you are. Mm-hmm. So even though you might not have asked for it, that's like kind of comes take- with the job. Yeah. And you have to like, kind of like shoulder the responsibility of like showing all aspects of your life, not just the highlight reel. I, I love that. You have to take responsibility. I think always being kind when you have such a big platform is so important mm-hmm. um, because, you know, even though you didn't ask for it, you you did obviously get 
a lot of people involved to look up to you. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is just, you know, yeah. a responsibility for sure. I, I agree. And, you know, with that, I just want to let everyone know Gabby is the hardest working influencer. I swear <laughs> if we go on trips, you won't see her most of the time because she's shooting. And, and, and honestly, you know, it, I, I feel like sometimes it's like, so amazing and a curse too because like you are so busy and and maybe sometimes you don't get to enjoy like you know taking a break but also too I can't even say anything about that because we are what how do you say it like sewn from the same cloth or what no or whatever so (laughs) I don't even know but we're the same person like if there's a relaxing time, that's the time to be driven. So yeah. um, with all these brands that you work with on Instagram and everything, how did you start that? You know, because you, you've developed a business, you know, you are a full working yeah. machine it's, right now. It's definitely a lot more full time. Like I've just been shooting the past like three or four days, like all days. What's, what day of the week is it? Wednesday? <laughs> I think it's Wednesday. I don't even know anymore. But like I was shooting all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Like my alarm goes to like 6.30. I'm, I'm just shooting to like sunset pretty much. Um, and it's a lot more work than people think. I, at the end, it's like a pretty pretty photo, but like I'll... It's exhausting. There's a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, I shoot so much content for brands that people never see on my Instagram, which is like all days. Like even shoots, like a lot of people don't see that content, but I'm constantly working. Um, I think that's like that's like definitely in me it's like built in me from swimming and from studying that's the mentality I have pretty much for everything in life yeah and it's also like with something like this I never knew how long I still don't know how long this is going to last for so I really try and make the most of it while I can um and while I have all these opportunities in front of me I just try and say yes to everything and take every opportunity yeah, and you do it do it very well because I think a lot of people are scared to take on every opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm very similar to you where it's like if you're getting asked to post something mm-hmm. for X plus dollars, like mm-hmm. why not? Why not yeah. save that to buy a house, to, you know, go and do your travels or whatever? I mean, you, you, you exude uh, the business mentality where – you think about the future stuff and oh, you, for sure. I mean, Gabby also has a property in, in Australia and she's just, she's very mindset about those things. It's not about like, Oh, you know, I don't know about that brand. It's more like, where am I going to put this money for later to pursue yeah. what I really want to do? I think it's like, it's also like really important that I, I, I don't even work with brands that I would recommend to like family and friends, mm-hmm. obviously, but it is like, I'm never going to say no to a post because I'd rather no to a job because I'd rather sit on the couch all day. Like it's yeah. like very, it's always been really important to me to be like financially stable. And like I brought my first property at 22, like on the beach in Australia. Um, I could never have done that if I was studying. Um, and I, that's something that I also do want to go back to one day. Mm-hmm. And a degree like that, it's pretty much being broke for eight years in university. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I didn't really want to do. So my mentality is like trying to set myself up for the future so I can go back and study and I can have the financial freedom to do whatever I want. So I just want to touch a little bit more on the property situation because I feel like to be 22 and to have your own property is such a big deal. And a lot of people fear that as, you know, I can't do that. I'm so afraid. Like what made you just kind of just do it? Because I, I'm even in a position right now where I'm learning a lot about real estate and, and doing that whole thing. But 
to be 22 and have that kind of mentality where you know that you you can do that and you have the money for it. And it's not even only about the money. It's just about going forward and saying, yes, I'm going to purchase something. I mean, that is a huge fear for me still. So how did you do that? Um, I think I've always been like pretty independent. Like I moved out of home at 16. So I have been by myself like for a while. Um, and I've always been like renting properties and I, I've been traveling for years and I just always wanted somewhere I could come back to in Australia. It's all mine. Like I don't have to worry about moving out every year, every six months, whatever it is. I could decorate how I want. It's just like my kind of like safe place I'd come home to after yeah. a trip. Um, and yeah, I kind of looked like it looked at it like a business investment. Um, you know, I'm pretty impulsive too. So I did <laughs> buy the first and only apartment that I looked at. <laughs> <laughs> but it had everything that I wanted. Um, it was my price range and it was in a location that I loved and like where I grew up. Like it was like my so home. So it was perfect anyway. So yeah. I was like, I'm not into window shopping. Like, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's move. Um, so yeah, it's like I'm obviously living in California full time now. Um, it's rented out full time, but it's it's there whenever I want to go back home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I talked to my parents a lot about it, obviously. And my dad was always like very supportive um but yeah that was just like an an investment that I knew was safe I could set myself up for the future um and I I don't know I've kind of always had the not save mentality but like just be smart about my money mentality Mm -hmm. like I don't own anything designer like at all (laughs) I think the most expensive thing I own is like probably a pair of like sneakers um but I, I never really see value in that um I spend more money on my dog, actually, than I do for myself. <laughs> well, I'm, so. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite with that because I feel like those kind of things are more an investment for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I enjoy I'm, – I'm, I'm less into fast fashion, I feel like, and mm-hmm. I'm more into, like, staple pieces that can – that can, you yeah, know. but you know, you, I look like yeah. I'm homeless. Like if I'm not shooting, <laughs> I look like I'm homeless. So it's like, but also too, you have so many brands that are coming at you, and yeah. like you're 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 basically in 42 outfits a day when I see you. So yeah. <laughs> you don't have time to even. I feel like shopping for me, if I was at the level that you were, wouldn't wouldn't even be fun because it's not even fun for me now. So yeah. I can't even imagine getting everything thrown at you, being wearing everything could be enjoyable to actually search for something that you like want to search for. But I'm also a homebody, like a huge yeah. homebody. Like if, unless I'm like on a trip shooting 42 outfits a day, yeah. um, I never really go out. So it's just like, yeah, so I'm similar. either in like active wear or like lounge wear or like, the dog park covered in dog hair so it's like I don't really buy things for occasions because I'm I'm probably like a lot more of a homebody than people realize I mean I know you're homebody yeah you do I know you're a homebody Gabby so recently I saw a post that you did and it kind of like no 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 it was good <laughs> it was really good and I think this is so important for people to know and it really like kind of shell-shocked me because it gave me a flashback on like when I was in the industry and you're working with so many photographers and at this time there was an Instagram. So, you know, you kind of just trust, I mean, they're looked at sometimes like as doctors, but in different professions, you know what I mean? Like in the sense where you, you believe them, you think they're good at their craft and everything. And you kind of just trust them on their, their, 
their vision and stuff. And then the next thing you know, like you don't know you're being taken advantage of. Yeah. And a lot of girls that come into this world think that, okay, you know, he's got a following, he's worked with this person, whatever. And you just assume that they're good people. Mm -hmm. And your post was about, you know, being really careful and being, you know, kind of, you know, cautious about photographers who are seeking out girls for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I can't relate enough from that when I was younger, because the fact that I remember being in certain positions where I like was scared to go and I had to bring my mom because I was like, this doesn't feel right at all. And it ended up not being right. It was next thing you know, you're naked. And, and like, I've, I feel like a lot of girls don't think about it they think it's okay like yeah. if this is supposed to happen and I just really want to know your take on that because you posted that and it was so like it hit me in a really like oh my gosh like I was so young you know yeah and these girls are young I guess I just like want to say like I I'm like fortunate enough to never have been in that situation um but yeah like especially like it's great to take every opportunity and say yes to everything, but you also, if you're working with people you haven't met before, like do your thorough research. Yes. Um, and I've, like on the other hand of saying yes to everything, I've done, I've said no to so many photographers because I've heard stories, I've heard rumors. Um, I've always been, from the time I was like 17, like I'd be doing trips to LA like by myself. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of like never had my mum here to come with me or like when I first came here, I didn't know anyone. Yeah. So um, I was always like extra cautious. My mom like pretty much instilled like that fear in me of like, just be very careful who you work with. Um, don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like have, have like your idea of like your boundaries and like where you feel comfortable before you even walk in there. Um, and don't let, don't let like them either peer pressure you or talk you into something that you're not comfortable doing. Yeah. So Nothing terrible has ever happened to me, but I've definitely been in a situation where, like, they've asked me to, like, like, oh, like, pose this way or do this. And I'm like, no. But you also know me. I'm, like, very strong in my yeah. convictions. Yes. And I have no problem being like, yeah, no. Like, that, I'm not down for that. But that's probably also why nothing has happened to you because you are strong in your convictions. You do know when something feels off, you know, and you I, don't just... Yeah. let it it, happen I think also a big part of that was like this was never my dream career like I wasn't like I'll do anything it takes to become a model this was just a way for me to pay for university yeah I was like I I don't really care about it like it wasn't like my be all end all my dream career so I was like if I this if I lose this job this photographer doesn't want to work with me that's fine I'm not like this isn't like my dream I think it's a lot harder for girls who move to LA at a young age and like this is all they've dreamt about since they were young yeah and like our photographers some of them yeah are great at like promising in the world making all your dreams come true like covers of magazines and you think to get that you have to do certain things or like behave a certain way or pose or dress certain ways so um i think that's where the problem is where like they they'll do anything to attain them because that's the thing they have to do to reach those goals yeah whereas for me i was like i don't really care either way um which i'm really grateful for now um but yeah, it's just, I think it's a lot easier now as well with social media. Like bef- before social media was like only rumors or word of mouth you'd find out. But now it's like either this whole Instagram page is like kind of dedicated to like 
not cancelling people, but calling people out on their bullshit. For sure, totally, um, yeah. Or it's a lot easier to do a Google search and like find threads where people talk about photographers who are dodgy, shady, they feel yeah. uncomfortable with, um, or just assholes. Yeah. So I think now it's a lot easier. Girls just have to, girls and guys actually just have to make sure they do their research. And if it's someone you haven't met before, just take a friend. For sure. And and you're right about that. It's not only women. It's definitely men as well that mm-hmm. get taken advantage of. I feel um, like guys ag- actually more, more so. I think so. Yeah. They don't I expect it at all. Yeah, they don't. And um, yeah, I just, I thought that was so important to just highlight about this industry because, you know, you, you got to be so cautious. There's so many people that are coming from all over the world to really pursue their dream. And they don't realize that, you know, humans are still human, you know, like people can still have bad bones Mm -hmm. and they will do whatever they want to do to prey on that opportunity that you are seeking out. So yeah, it's kind of like if, if they've reached like a certain status here, if they've shot for like an epic magazine or a brand, it's like people think they also have to be a great person. Exactly. So it's like making that distinction as well. Mm hmm. And what, I mean, also too, during this time, we've, we've been inside for what, like six months now, I think. I've lost track. Right? Yeah. It feels uh, like two years. Yeah. So. We've just been, I feel like me and you've just been working and not thinking about um, the pandemic right now, but what have you been doing that's pivoting the way you work normally? I mean, normally we're traveling, like we're not here. Yeah. So um, what have you been doing that's changing your routine of business? at this moment um i guess it's like utilizing the assets and opportunities i have around me Mm -hmm. whereas before i think i think one year we were doing like two international trips like a month almost like it was was so i'd i'd come home like pretty much sleep in between the trips like i'd sleep for a week and then we'd be off again for a couple of weeks um whereas now it's like i'm really getting to explore la explore california um i'm trying to go on more road trips because i've actually seen more of probably the rest of the world than I have of either the US or Australia. So um, I'm trying to change my content to rely less on like overseas trips and travel content Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out like what else I can do um, in like my social media world. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly think that we, we, didn't really take advantage of California for a really long time because there's so many beautiful areas like just to drive to and and your content has been really really amazing lately and it's been all local like a lot of stuff has been really local like we were talking about Pasadena Mm -hmm. your your um kind of little road trip with Maddie and it looked like you were in Europe and so yeah just utilizing different ways to still make that content feel like you're not here but you are I I feel like I've never done a road trip before. Like, I've done even been in the car, like, longer than maybe, like, two or three hours. Like, probably Joshua Tree is my yeah. longest road trip. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of – few weeks ago, we did, like, Tahoe, Mammoth, like, dribbled down Big Surge, like, took our time um, and really tried to utilize, like, Northern California. Yeah. Um, it's not a blessing in disguise, but it's, like, I'm now planning, like, trips to, like, Utah and Washington and I'm getting – really excited about being in a car for 10 hours like before i'd be like i can't i'll have too much i I couldn't be in a car for for more than a few hours um but now it's like a completely different story i'm like really appreciating like what's around me yeah that's good and i i love road trips those are like probably my i love road trips now i love them (laughs) i just like enjoy like a long time exploring i don't know i i mean i think that's better to me than us flying for 15 hours like on a plane with 
really uncirculated air so like yeah it just feels a lot less stressful yeah it feels like it if is. you want to stay a few extra days you can like usually like our trips overseas like people probably don't realize they're so well planned yeah like every day is planned like pretty much every hour is planned like we have a set itinerary of everything yeah. we have to do while creating so much content mm-hmm. whereas there is a lot more flexibility yeah and by the way anyone who's listening it takes my team around two months to put together a tour for us which consists of I think like 15 people uh, Whistler was like what like 25 of us yeah it, it's insane it's like putting together a photo shoot an event and a family trip a campaign every day yeah and so just having to prep for <laughs> that is holiday. a yeah. <laughs> having to prep for that is a lot but also too just like I'm very, very smart about who I pick on these trips because it's it's also to a professional business, you know? Like, yeah. we have so much fun and it doesn't look like work, but it is work and... I think people would be exhausted yeah. if we did, like, a BTS video oh of what goes yeah. on. They'd they do it for a few minutes and be like, I'm done. Yeah, like, they, see, they see the highlight reel yeah. and that's it. But, um, okay, so we wanted to do something fun with you. We wanted to do... Um, your favorite show, The Office. By the way, before we talk about The Office, can we talk about this hat that we, a, you've you've it's, been? It's on a hat. Whatever, it's an icon. a cowbrero. Is that correct? Not a hat. Yeah, an icon. Can you bring this up? By the way, she tried to TM this. She hasn't trade. I did TM. You this. trademarked this. I trademarked this. But you just changed it because you now your well, audience. Well, I originally called this. Okay, first of all, this was bought from a gas station in Bakersfield, and it was about twelve dollars. <laughs> Best $12 I ever spent. <laughs> um, I regret nothing. Um, but we were in Mexico, and she's been calling it a cow... I was calling it a cow barrow. Barrow. And then some people were correcting me, even though it's, I, it's my word, I made it up. But honestly, I can call it whatever the fuck I want. But some people were saying it should have been a cow barrow. And honestly... I was saying that. Yes, you and a lot of other vocal people on Instagram <laughs> just have, had a lot of opinions on this hat. Well, so... Be- this is a democracy. I had to do a poll and I had to respect the outcome of the poll. The people voted. Not Lindsay, other people. And the consensus was Cabrero. Yep, that's because so that would be correct. I've admitted defeat is now a Cabrero TM. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it called a Cabrero? How did we get to that? Um, the best way I can describe it is it's a cowboy hat, cross a sombrero, and it's big dick energy in a hat. <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way I can describe it. Lindsay, I don't know if you put it on, but you instantly feel different. <laughs> oh my god. Well, where's your glasses? We can't do this this, Wait, is this um, the... Yeah, this is the game time. Hold on. Yeah, get your glasses. Get your glasses. Which ones? The ones that look like Paris Hilton, your favorites. Those aren't the, are those the ones? Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. So we, I, I discussed with the team. <laughs> I discussed, I discussed with the team that if any. Try it on later. It will make Um, we discussed with the team that if you oh, get one shit. wrong, you have to follow one of them. So each time you get wrong, what? I have to follow. You have to follow them on Instagram. They're they're dying for a follow. Okay. That's pretty much happening right now. It's just. I want to sell these, by the way. What? I want to sell these. Uh, okay. You should. Actually, I can help you. Can I TM them? No. <laughs> like, legally TM them? 
Okay. So just saying TM. Oh, wait. Before we get through actually to this game time, how many, like, okay. So, by the way, guys, Gabby doesn't sleep. I don't know how she gets her energy, but she's like, I know that, but you still need to sleep as a human. Um, How many coffees do you drink a day? Like a slow day or a regular day? (laughs) A day where I'm seeing you or a day when I'm not seeing you? Um, Like six to eight. (laughs) Like ounces? Cups. (laughs) Well, it's it's like a process. Like usually, I have one when my eyes are closed. Have one, like maybe take another one, then go get ready for the day. Have another two, go run errands, take another two while I'm out. They add up really quick. But also, coffee is not as strong in America as it is, as it is in Australia. Mm. I want to leave with that. Mm, okay. And also, you do develop a high tolerance. Okay, so which I highly recommend doing. What what is what is your normal <laughs> also, intake? What is your normal intake in Australia then? With the um, extremely strong. Maybe like three to four. That's still really close to where you're at here. Which I'm is sorry, are you a health professional six. right now giving me <laughs> advice? I feel very attacked. Okay, <laughs> okay let's But I, I also, also, that's my one vice. Like, I've, I've never smoked a cigarette. I don't do drugs. Don't smoke weed that often. <laughs> 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 I don't drink. I'm like an annual drinker, like once a year drinker. So that's my one vice. That's I feel true. like if I have you, you, anything wrong with me because I have no other flaws, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's the only one. I spend an extraordinary amount of money on coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if it's going to be advice, it's a good one. Okay, so they, the team has spoken. We are going to do <sighs> fill in the Dwight quotes. Um, if anyone doesn't know this, Gabby is obsessed with The Office. And obsessed with Dwight. I'm going to be very upset if I get one wrong. I'm going to be upset because you talk about it so much. You're going to ruin my street cred. So, yeah, I'm going to ruin it right now. And you're going to have to follow these people. Mm. Okay, Okay, so ready? Ready for the first one? Fuck. We've never been so nervous. Okay. Are you really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is so much pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Okay, so what's the invisible ink Dwight used to write a secret message? Urine. (laughs) <laughs> ding. <laughs> ding 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 okay cool what's the name of the dentist dwight went to crentist uh are these are these the questions please make them harder <laughs> <laughs> this is child's play guys um okay so <laughs> i get the next one wrong i'm so embarrassed okay wh- okay this is this is dwight's response that you have to respond how many questions are there by the way there's a few yeah there's a few there's not that many there's a few. Okay. Okay, ready? Um, this is Jim saying, Dwight, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? What was his response? If you travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Jim was saying that to Dwight. Shit. You're going to have to follow someone in here. Damn. Wait, was this the episode where Dwight, where Dwight creates like a, an alternate life in the video game? Damn it. Yeah. Um, oh, guys, out there, this office guru. Was, it, was the answer that he wouldn't change anything about his life because he has a perfect life in Scranton? Scranton? <laughs> Can I have one hint? Can I phone a friend? Foreign countries. Foreign countries. Oh, the place where he's, he's banned, um, Southern America. Damn it! Fuck. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't have a response. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. It's, um, I can travel anywhere except Cuba, and I will travel to New Zealand and walk the Lord of the Rings trail to Mortar, and I will hike Mount Doom. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. (laughs) Who are you following in here, though, is the biggest question. I'm not sure. Can you do it for me? Let's, let's go. Who, who needs a loss this, is a loss. Who, who needs this to make their day happy? DK. DK? Yeah. Okay. Deeks it is. Deeks, <sighs> you're getting a huge follow right now. See this? On her, one, of, one of the three phones. I own more office merchandise than anyone I know, and I've never been so disappointed in myself. Okay, okay. Maddie, then, if you're watching, okay. it's your fault. You and One Tree Hill. Okay, okay, Here's, we're not done yet. What does Dwight think Justin Bieber's name is? Justice Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that, like, how fast you are at responding. <laughs> okay, um, what is the name of Dwight's Christma- Christmas character? <gasps> um, oh, someone else is going to no! get a follow. You're going to get a follow right now. That one's hard, I guess. Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to get it. Since I'm not going to get okay, it. Okay, who are we following? Who are we following out there? <laughs> I, know, I can picture him dress up, and I can't remember the name, because all in my head is fucking weak One Tree Hill, Maddie. <laughs> that was the name? Wow, that's... How do you even... Okay. God damn it. Chris got to follow. What percentage are we shooting? What? Uh, like, I think I have three out of five. Just three yeah, out. three out of five, yeah, 60%. Okay, so name all the characters in The Office. All of them? Well, I guess the main ones. Uh, Michael, this is it's an extensive list. Like, from all seasons? <laughs> the main. First four, first four seasons. Oh. In the uh, main office area. Michael, Dwight, Jim, Pam, Stanley, Phyllis, Creed... Uh, Oscar, Meredith, Kelly, Ryan, Kevin. Uh, I don't think Erin's in the first four seasons. Are there more? Oh, Angela. Are there any more? Fucking nailed it! Wow. There's one person who comes into the office quite a bit in the first few seasons. Oh, I know. What's her name's boyfriend? Uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, but but he does come a lot. Yeah. Uh, I know it's uh, Rashida Jones' character. No, no, it's a woman who works in a managerial role. Oh, oh yeah, that would be Jan. Uh, yeah, Jan, Jan. Yeah. Okay, what is the perfect? Also, cr- Karen Filippelli is in the first three seasons quite a lot, but I guess you guys didn't know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always have to. Have, always. Always have to have the last word. Point? Always, yeah. <laughs> What, okay, for Dwight, what's what is the perfect crime? Oh, the perfect crime is um, I don't know if you can get it word from word. He steals the diamonds from Tiffany. It's <gasps> Tiffany's daughter. This is along the lines. He, he steals No, he doesn't. He ends up in Berlin, right? He tells her he's going to meet her in Paris. He ends up in Berlin. <laughs> she ends up pregnant. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the chandelier. It's priceless. <laughs> 
that sounded like something I I didn't even understand no, that response know. at all. I, I, I nailed the fact that it she was pregnant. He told her to meet her in Paris. He was in Berlin. The chandelier is priceless. He didn't steal the diamonds. <laughs> I don't know what more information you guys want. The fact that you did all that with the cowbrero on was genius. Okay, so um yeah, Gabs. I don't I, I would play games with you all day, to be honest. I'm ready and for I'm sure she wants questions. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, this is she way more fun. Do oh wait, but there is one more game. No. Yes, there is. You are so ready for this right now. Karaoke up right now. But I, I also requested tequila, and no one would get me tequila. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. But let's do this, right? Let's, do it. let's add the music. Oh no, guys! Do oh I have my to gosh! Do this? Yes, you have to, and you have to do it. You turn up louder. You have to do it how you did in Japan. Fuck me! What? Shame! Brown and Broke the sweetest promise that you never could have made. Yes, you can stand up. I'm there on the kitchen floor. You come right here and you said no one else. How could you do this, babe? You really blew this, babe. We ain't getting through this one, babe. This is the last time I'll ever call you, babe. Wait, can I keep going? Yes. Red ways. Taking down the bridges and the plans we made. Yeah. So on tune. You wanted this strange face. Doesn't look so innocent. Your secrets have um, something, something is on you, babe. Break down every time you call. You're the regular wrecking ball. You say no one else. How could you do this, babe? I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> really blew this, babe. We ain't getting through this one, babe. This is the last time you ever call me, babe. Oops. You wanted this one, babe. Is that it? <laughs> you guys cutting me off? <laughs> All right, uh, Sugarlands Management Team with Taylor Swift, if you're listening, uh, my email is in my Instagram bio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The, the penis power on that hat, I swear. It works. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Well, Gabby, we're so happy you came and shared your thoughts with us and also your vocal talent. Uh, you're welcome. I can't wait to go back and check out my emails. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's episode one. Thanks, guys, for watching episode one. We're so excited. So please follow, like, subscribe, unfollow Chris. And we are going to be doing visual and audio. So whichever your preference is. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs>